You're listening to Real Talk. So he had two options at that point. He could just shut up, walk into the building, or he could turn around and he could face this guy. Yeah. Stand up for what he knows, because, I mean, this guy's been to the moon. Yeah. You know? He's seen it with his own eyes. Yeah. He clocked him. No Buzz Aldrin clocked this dude. (laughs) He punched the shit out of him, dude. This guy's 89. Imagine getting, like, and he, like, hit the ground, too. No kidding. Imagine getting knocked down by an, like, wait, he was probably. Is there video? He was probably 83 at the time. Yeah, he, there is video. You know, uh, you know just uh, talk Apollo to Apollo 11 astronaut Buzz Aldrin punches moon landing denier in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Real Talk episode five, ladies and gentlemen. It's Thomas. And it's your boy, Carson S. Davis. It's your boy. We've got quite the loaded episode today for you guys. Um, well, the, the Golden Globes were last night. Oh, yeah. That was a wild ride. Oh, it was. Yeah, we got a lot of things. A good three hours. We got a lot of things to talk about um, with that. Um, towards the end of the episode... Carson and I have some thoughts on a new Netflix documentary called Don't F With Cats. Oh boy, you're in for a treat. Um, Carson recommended me, recommended this movie to me, or this three-part series. Three-part limited docu-series, yeah. if, to be exact, yeah. um, to me the other day, and I had to binge watch it. It was amazing. Um, anything Carson rec- re- recommends is, as he puts it, a banger. Yeah. Hey, it's stop. a banger. You're flattering me. Well... Carson, I guess let's just get straight to it. Um, if you... Okay, so, listen. Which of the three <laughs> Shrek movies oh, is your favorite? Okay. And There's what character... Four, but okay. there, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shrek Forever After. Sorry, well, then let me correct my notes. Yeah. Which of the four Shrek movies is your favorite, and what character do you identify with the most? In whatever movie you choose. So, it's, I, know, I know they have different characters in different movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one's... Which movie's my favorite movie? Yeah, you know a little background. Carson is a wild <laughs> Shrek fan. I think I use it more for like just off the wall comedy than I do. For, okay, no, he really yeah. enjoys Shrek. Okay, yeah, but who point. doesn't? Yeah, who, who doesn't, doesn't? To be honest with you, it's really uh, it's really a classic movie, isn't it? You know, Donkey, Eddie Murphy. Gotta go with one. I would I, I would agree. You just can't beat the original. Like without yeah. one, none of them would have existed. Yeah, so no, I yeah, go with one. got the ball rolling, and you know I got it. I got the greatest. Take, I got to take cinematic franchise of all time. <laughs> I got to take my guy, Donkey. Donkey, you identify yeah. with Donkey? Yeah, the most? that's a nice boulder. Like, I like that boulder. Yeah, like hyper energetic, yeah. Um, yeah. stupid, even. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could see you being Donkey. Who? Who? Okay, now let me ask you the same question. Well, first, let me ask you: Who do you think I identify with the most, or who do you think I should be? Lord Farquaad. Really? Yeah. You think I'm some small man who's compensating for something? <laughs> that oh, is, God. That is definitely possible. I am insulted. Um, you know, I thought about this a lot. Um, and, <laughs> I invested a lot of energy in, in, in the past. Game. In the past, like, ten hours, I thought about this. Um, I dreamt about it, even. Um, I thought about, well, who are the characters? We've got um, 
Shrek. The dragon. What's the dragon's name? I think dragon. Dragon? Yeah. yeah I think it is just dragon. <laughs> just like donkey is literally yeah. just donkey. Yeah. Then why do they call him Shrek? Shouldn't he just be ogre? <laughs> well, I think... Well, he is the only ogre in the entire movie until Fiona, Fiona becomes Fiona. an ogre. But and then they have uh, ogre babies. Do they? Yeah, they had three ogre babies. I don't babies. remember the, the later yeah. movies. I just remember like one and two. Yeah. So, well, then I thought about, well, there's all like the story time characters. That's you true. Know, the three, That's true. The three little piggies. The wolf who huffed and he puffed and he blew their house down. There's the three blind mice. I'm going to... Hey, guys. You know, why do all those characters come in threes? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the ogre babies came in threes, as you can see here. Oh, no. I Now, now that I'm looking at them, I remember them. Yeah. yeah. Adorable little ugly shits, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Pixar, you did it again. Is it Pixar? No. No, DreamWorks. 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 Sorry. Um, anyways, I think I would have to pick... Um, Pinocchio. Mm. Are you a liar? Habitually? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have just an abnormally large nose. Um, so Pinocchio, I identify with him being embarrassed about it. Um, uh, did you, you know, have you watched that movie recently? Shrek? Yeah. There's so many like hidden adult references in it. Really? Yeah. I haven't watched it recently. Like and you watch it as a kid, you're like, all right, that's a female dragon. Yeah. Not a female dragon. That's a drag queen, bro. <laughs> it's a drag queen. Drag gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they finally like get to Lord Farquaad's castle, and you know he's just like this short man. <laughs> yeah. They finally get to his castle, and it's this gigantic yeah, castle. Yeah. Um, comparable to those who drive rather large pickup trucks. <laughs> um, he goes, Wow. He must be compensating for something. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, you never picked that up. You no, know, my childhood is crumbling down right now. Um, yeah, no, I'd have to go with Pinocchio. Mm. If not Pinocchio and you want like a more generic answer. Yeah. Puss in Boots. Okay. You know, I've always felt like a rebel, yeah. vigilante badass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Honestly. Um hard to relate with anyone in that universe <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really is the question is funnier than the answers i think yeah yeah it's I mean, totally it's not, unexpected. It's not really it's supposed totally to be taken seriously but let's talk about your crocs oh yeah this might have been actually now that i think about it the kickoff that sent you into your love of shoes oh yeah it definitely you don't uh, want to enlighten the audience about what we're talking yeah, about yeah let here. me let me just uh bless this audio real quick when I was, oh, about the ripe old age of four, I I was given a pair of Crocs, which now are relatively not common. However, they did make a comeback a few years back. Yeah, they were. But uh, these socks were ogre green. They came with socks? No, the Crocs. My oh, oh, These oh. Crocs were ogre green. And on the front of the shoe was Shrek's eyes, nose, and mouth. Did it have the ears sticking off of it? It, it did have the ears. Yeah. That, Wouldn't want to miss that. The <laughs> candle wax the most, coming out of it. It's the most important part. Yeah. Pulls out all of his ear but, wax, uh, makes a candle out of it. I, Classic. <laughs> there was a meme. Cinematic motion picture masterpiece. Yeah, it is. It is a cinematic motion picture. It's a, it's cinematic a classic. Cinematic motion picture. That's yeah. what it is. But uh, there was a meme going around a few years ago of these Shrek Crocs, right? Mm -hmm. and, he, and I was telling people I had them and they didn't believe me. So I finally dug through these pictures and found a picture of little Carson. S. Davis wearing really the Shrek so, You know what we have to do now? What? 
well, you put it out into the world, but there is evidence of this. Yeah. It's got to go on the Real Talk Instagram. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. We got to put it yeah. out. Yeah. We got to. The people are going to be asking for it. Yeah, all 50 of you. All 50. You know, apologize I, for my yawning. Yeah. It's very early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's currently 8.26 a.m. But I've been up for like, you know, an hour. About so an I should hour. be awake. An and I've had a grande cup of coffee. So yeah. I'm still working on mine. Yeah, I'm still. Vanilla still. latte. What did you get? I got a cinnamon dolce latte. That's what I recommend at Starbucks. Mm. Or a white chocolate mocha. You know, I hear they had good coffee. <laughs> yeah, they do. <clears throat> All right. Um. Yeah. So uh, follow us on Instagram. That's uh, that, that is real R E E L T L K. There's no A in talk. It's just T L K underscore podcast for exclusive behind the scenes content, such as how old were you? I was four. Four year old Carson S. Davis wearing Shrek, Shrek Crocs. 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 Now, that's actually a good segue, because I've been wanting to talk about this with you for a little bit, because I am curious. Um, you're a bit of a hype beast when it comes to shoes. Mm. Would you call yourself that? Is that an offensive term towards hype beast? Should I not use no, that? No, because hype beast in the culture mm. kind of refers to anybody who will buy any shoe, no matter what it looks like, just because there's hype around it, right? Okay. I wouldn't agree that I'm a hype beast. No, when you when you strip it down to its definition like that, you you don't you don't fit it. You're methodical. About yeah, which, yeah. Which, I, I which pick shoes. what I like and yeah. I don't get what I don't like. But yeah, uh, I I do enjoy sneakers. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I I wouldn't consider myself a hype beast. I don't know what the correct term is, but I uh, I do follow that. Just sneaker connoisseur. Yeah, there we go. There, there we go. go. Yeah, a man of good taste. Yeah. Um, well, why why do you think like what what what's kind of the attractive element like what brings what draws you to shoes rather than say like me sunglasses? Yeah, I I don't know. I I I like how shoes can really uh, tie the outfit together. Yeah. You know? Do you find it as a means of self expression? Mm, that's a bit of a stretch for me. Yeah, I just kind of see something I think is baller and I wear it. Yeah, I only said that because when other people are like interviewing someone they yeah. always ask that yeah you know yeah it's a good question but i don't i just i don't think a form of self express i could see a form of self-expression being more in a t-shirt than in a pair of shoes for you yeah okay like a graphic t-shirt. like this jacket you're wearing right now this nasa jacket yeah do you want to go to the moon <laughs> no i don't i do <laughs> really bad it would be pretty I gas would, i would love to go like if yeah. elon musk was like we need hey we need test dummies yeah for this next would, would you risk it i'd be like yeah right yeah. now yeah you don't even have to pay me yeah let's go i would do it in a heartbeat how how much how baller do you think it is like to have been neil armstrong just walk around the rest of your life like i mean like yeah i went up there not only did he go up there he was the first man yeah he touched like and how do you feel about Buzz Aldrin? You know, he goes up there. They're about to go on the moon. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin. He turns around for a sip of Tang, and Neil Armstrong jumps out first. Like, how upset? <laughs> sip of Tang. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so listen. It's not my joke. First of all, that was predetermined. Before they even launched, they knew who was getting out first. Who, who got to decide Neil that, Arm- though? Well, Armstrong was the commander. Mm. It was At the end of the day, it was his call. Yeah. And right? you know he's going to take that. And you know that. you're on the yeah. moon. You're like, I'm going first. There's no rock, paper, scissors yeah. for this shit. Yeah. Um. Well, so let me let me tell you this because Buzz, who's in the history books? 
no one says Buzz Aldrin. In fact, probably not that many people know who that is. Yeah. You know, you see Neil Armstrong, you're like, first man on the moon. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and yeah. then there was the third guy who just rode it around yeah, in space, uh, orbited. Oh, my God. I know this, but like, I feel... Hold on, let me get, oh, let me get this Oh, no. Up. Was it Alan something? It might have been. I can't think of it. Oh, man, I'm so disappointed in myself. Michael Collins. Collins. Jesus. Yeah, okay, so you know what? You want to know an interesting fact? What? What's that? He stayed up there in lunar orbit. He didn't even go down. Yeah. When he orbited the moon and went went around the dark side of the moon, at that point in history, he had gone farther than any human Mm. in history. And he was, technically speaking, the most lonely human in existence. True. He because he was farther from any other he, person yeah, yeah. in the universe. Yeah. Because even including Buzz Aldrin and Neil, who were on the moon. Yeah, they were on the other they're side. They're still of it. like the moon is a third of the size of the earth or the mass. That's still pretty gigantic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. And then on another note, Buzz Aldrin is a badass. Yeah. You know, all these these moon conspiracy theorists. Saying we never went. Yeah. He gets so pissed off. Oh, I mean, you'd have to. Because it's know? like that all that work. All the work you put like, in and people are just throwing it away, discrediting it. You yeah. Know? That wouldn't feel good, guys. Based off just a theory. It's like yeah. based off from zero. Yeah, theory. there's no proof. Um, But uh, a couple years ago, this guy, he was leaving like this uh, conference or something in a hotel. Buzz Aldrin was. Yeah. And this guy's outside. Shouting at him, you fake, you never <laughs> went to the moon. Calling him out, right? Like yeah. In front of all these people. Like, you know, he's got a security guard and all this stuff. You know, oh, yeah. this, he's buzzed you know, And he's like 90 or something now. He's old. Neil Armstrong finally passed away, didn't he? Yeah, he passed away a couple years ago, towards the beginning of the last decade. Okay. Um, But listen. Yeah, he's 89. 89? Okay. But listen, he, so that he had two options at that point. He could just... Shut up, walk into the building. Or he could turn around and he could face this guy. Yeah. Stand up for what he knows. Because, I mean, this guy's been to the moon. Yeah. You know? He's seen it with his own eyes. Yeah. He clocked him. No Buzz Aldrin clocked this dude. (laughs) He punched the shit out of him, dude. This guy's 89. Imagine getting, like, and he, like, hit the ground, too. No kidding. Imagine getting knocked down. By an like wait he was probably is there video he was probably eighty three at the time yeah he there is video you know uh, just uh, talk Apollo to eleven astronaut Buzz Aldrin punches moon landing denier in the yeah, face yeah talk uh, talk to the podcast while I search this yeah wow oh yeah this is kind of on a different topic but uh, I think Thomas uh, telling me was yesterday that he really recommends for all mankind on Apple TV Plus which is also about space. Yeah, we're going to get there. Um, I'm still looking for this. Why is this not coming up? Oh, video has been removed by user. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I just I watched it not too recently. Oh, well, that's a shame. Not right. too recently. Well, anyways, guys, that's enough for this pointless conversation. Yeah, that's enough. About space. Because guess what, guys? And the Apollo missions. If you're listening right now, we love you, but we all know what you came here for. 
It's not space. It's the Golden Globes, baby. The Golden Globes. It's the Golden Globes. So yesterday evening, Carson came over to my house. We sat down with a Coca-Cola, a Pepsi even. Got to take a look at the 77th annual Golden Golden Globes. Now, right off the bat, we'll, we'll kick it off. Let's just start with our scores. You want to start with the scores? I was going to no, talk okay. about Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's Because he is the host. Yeah. yeah. You know, first impression of the uh, yeah. 77th annual Golden Globes. Wow. He seems like a boss. Is what he, he does. Like. Well, okay, so this was his fifth and final year, he says. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing it again. No, he said he's not doing it again. And I don't think they'd let him do it again, to no. be honest with you. No. I think so, he got by with some stuff because yeah, it's his last one. He really threaded the needle this year even getting it yeah. because there was a lot of controversy and they yeah. they like they they could have taken it away from him and I bet at this point they wish they did. Yeah, I heard there was some controversy. Um well, he got up there and really just roasted everybody. Everyone in that room. Everything. Everyone. He roasted Hollywood culture. Um he roasted um he he roasted things that shouldn't be roasted. Yeah, like that's there was risky. Some, like yeah. the Me Too movement. Yeah, gave a sh- gave a the, the Catholic Church. He roasted slug at that. That yeah. was that didn't go over well either. The best roasts, though, in my opinion, were about the Cats movie. Yeah, because it deserved because people it. still had like it was a movie, so people were a little light, little less like hard right. on that joke. But at one point, he in in his opening monologue, completely called out. He was like. Talking about Tim Cook being there and Apple yeah. being this big yeah. franchise, right? He totally called them out too. Who likes to sit up on their high horse while they got sweatshop workers. Yeah. Right. Who built this whole company. He called out Tim Cook to his face that night, last night. And that was impressive. Um, a lot of oohs and ahs while that happened. Yeah. Um, and then later in the show, he really threw a slug at um Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, he did. But it wasn't really at Harvey it Weinstein. Was at, at the, it at was at Hollywood. All of Hollywood for turning a blind eye. Yeah. And then the room was silent. Yeah. Right? It got zero laughs. Zero laughs. And then he goes, Y'all did it. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it was he had some jokes that are pretty hardcore. Like for honestly, yeah, I can't see him. I like I liked his like kind of I don't care demeanor. I thought yeah. that was funny. Like, so obviously like give it like scripted, but yeah. Tom Hanks last night was it Lifetime Achievement? Yeah, he Lifetime got, Achievement. He got Cecil a Lifetime Achievement. Yeah, life, Lifetime Achievement Award from the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Um, he got up there. He made an incredible speech. It was he. It was a tearjerker. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. He's yeah. American, he's, he's America. He's a legend. America's dad gives this incredible heartfelt speech. Everyone's standing ovation. Obviously, yeah. you know, he's a legend in Hollywood. Yeah. Ricky Gervais comes on, straight face, amazing. And then go, <laughs> proceeds goes, goes to the next goes thing. to the next thing. And then he has like this glass of beer. No, yeah, he's been sipping on I don't think it was the same glass. No, probably not. Um No, he just walked out after the most incredible speech I've heard like in the amazing. last year. Now. Amazing. Moving on. That <laughs> yeah. is one word to <laughs> yeah. describe this yeah. this amazing. Okay. Well, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah, it was. He, he wasn't, wasn't wrong. He was not lying to you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you want to talk about Tom Hanks? Yeah, let's that talk was about inc- Tom Hanks' speech. That was incredible. All of his glory. He, well, he, he choked up. Yeah. Talking about his family. Yeah. 
you know, that was sweet. Yeah. And I, I specifically remember you turning because we were like, we were so giddy. Yeah. We were so giddy when he got out there. He's like America's dad, you know? Yeah. Everyone wants him to be their dad. He's a legend. You know, and he gets up there and he starts talking about his wife and kids and he chokes up, you know, he has to take a second. Yeah. And he plays it off like humor and stuff. And then Carson just sits back. He's like, why is he so sweet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, like, no, I of all, like, the, people, right, of all the people in the world, yeah, a, people, no. a person who's been in that business for <clears throat> yeah, and all that's those a, years. And that's a toxic business. Yeah, it you can know? be. It can be. Can but be. it's also very beautiful at the same time. Yeah. I mean, there's, you got your people who have really held the ground. Like Steve Carell. Yeah. He doesn't even, like, attend things. He doesn't, like, I mean, he'll, he'll like, do press, press yeah. tours and stuff, stuff that he's got to do. But... Like when he's not working, he's just with his family doing his yeah. own thing. Like he's not in Hollywood. Like Denzel, is he like that too? Yeah, yeah. He's a big family guy. Yeah, you gotta really hold your ground once you get to the top like that. Um, but um, yeah, no, Tom Hanks really. But just, yeah, they played that. Uh, they had like kind of recap of his career to this point, and you yeah, just forget of like all the every, bangers that he is. Every in. TV show, every movie, everything from like Bosom Buddies, yeah, Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan, to Toy now, Story. Yeah. And they even showed Mr. Rogers in it, which yeah. is a nice touch. It was nice. Yeah. It's good that they added that. But yeah, um, like I mean, he, he has the most iconic filmography. filmography. Yeah, like you can't name another actor with that many classics under their belt. Yeah. You know, yeah. Even he does people, have even a people bunch. like Joe Pesci. Yeah, he's got classics. Yeah, not, De Niro might not, have as much. Not ten classics. Yeah, you yeah. know, name the first movie that comes to your head from Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump. Classic. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Saving Private Ryan, Philadelphia, classic. Philadelphia with Denzel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. classic. You know, just every movie he's ever done is incredible. And Green Mile, classic. Oh yeah, we all had a comment about that. Yeah. We, we forgot about Green Mile. Yeah, that was an incredible movie. You know, Michael Clark Big Duncan, big classic. Michael Clark Duncan, that was on the ballot the other day. I found I was going. Some, I'm in, we're in the process of moving. Yeah, going through old tubs and stuff like that. Found my baby book, and in it was. So I was born in July. Of 1999, so the yeah. upcoming Oscars after that was uh, 2000. Yeah. So 2000 was my first Oscars. The ba- their ballot was in there. Oh, really? They cast a ballot. It was my first Oscar That's party, cool. and they did like yeah. a party for it and everything. And uh, Michael Clark Duncan and the Green oh, really? Mile was on the ballot. Wow. Yeah. Tom Hanks, I don't remember, but I know Michael Clark Duncan won that year. Oh, he did for best supporting yeah, and, or uh, best lead. 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 I mean, he didn't. He did incredible in that. Yeah, he did. You know, and he, he actually died a few years later. Oh, really? Yeah, which is a shame. I would have loved to see him and other things. Um, but yeah, obviously, just Tom Hanks. He's a legend. Um, he is. America's that dad, is. everyone's friend, just a pure soul. Um, as we're talking about pure souls, I mentioned a moment ago. I mentioned Steve Carell. Let's talk about the morning show, shall we? Oh, I, I don't understand. How the morning show relates to pure souls. <laughs> Well, we we're talking about Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. Steve oh, Carell, Main, like maintaining uh, his ground in morning Hollywood. Morning show. All right. It got robbed. It got robbed, but I also want to say this. I recommended this show to Thomas, mm-hmm. and so far, I am, what, three for three or two for two? Well, you did the morning show and then Cats. So I guess two for two. Yeah. With recommending him let me bangers. Cl- let me clarify. He did not recommend Cats, the movie. No, don't, don't, don't F, F with, with cats. cats on Netflix. But okay. So morning show. Yeah, I I loved it. Okay, ten, it was it was amazing. ten episodes, hour each. Great message, incredible drama, great acting, the great directing, the writing, writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Crudup, legend. Oh my god, 
Reese Witherspoon, legend. You want to? You want to? Eh, never mind. We won't talk about that. Um, no, but uh, the morning show was incredible. It just it blew my mind. It was one of the best TV yeah. series. Yeah, and the TV way the way series. it ended. You know. Oh man, I can't wait for season, season two. two. Yeah, which it did get picked up. Yeah. Oh man, it was just it was a a series hadn't blown my mind like that in a long time. Yeah, and it's not even like a flashy topic or anything like that. It's just so incredibly well written. That it's just it's, and I was worried it's so that the, engaging. the ending was going to be too Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't, and I, I, it was to an extent. But they played it really like it they, gave it, you exactly what you wanted to see because yeah. you wanted to see yeah. that interview. Yeah, you didn't get it. Yeah, but they still gave you that drama that you thought you were going to get. Exactly, from it, you know. And it, and it's still, and, and it was still and realistic. It, yeah, yeah, it was. And then the way that they ended it were by pulling out that big dramatic pullout shots on yeah. all the different characters that it affected. Yeah, like Steve Carell. Yeah. And the, Studio execs, uh, yeah. who, the guy who's the head of the Fred, is that the yeah, Fred maker. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, anyways, it got it did get who, robbed. It got robbed. Who who won in its stead? Let's see. Well, it got robbed twice. It didn't win Best Actress. Olivia Best Coleman act- won, and she is yeah. she is great. Yeah, but Actress is the one that we were really rooting for because we had both our girls, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, were nominated. Yeah, both. Deserve it. Yeah, they did great. You know, now I didn't see The Crown. Yeah, so I don't have any, any basis. I just know Olivia you Coleman's know? a legend. I'm, I'm sure Olivia Coleman did an incredible job. Yeah. Now it did get robbed for TV series. I think uh, who won Succession? Yeah, where's TV series? Oh, drama. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, let's see. I don't know. I marked it wrong. Who won TV series? I, I think it was Succession. It. I don't know. But anyways, didn't win anything. And I guess now it's only chance to sag, right? Yeah, sag. To win something. Now, it's got a lot more nominations at Screen Actors Guild. Really? Like this only had they only had 3 nominations, but yeah. at Screen Actors Guild I know like They got a bunch of different awards. Billy Crudup's nominated just too. Just for actors yeah. though. Yeah. So Oh, that's Billy Crudup's nominated. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. He was incredible in that. Succession won. Okay. Uh yeah. Um, do you want to just go through all the categories? Yeah. And discuss what we what we said, what we thought would win, what actually won, and our thoughts about it. Yeah. How yeah. about that? Okay. Let's well, let's just it. start. Let's start with TV series drama. We'll do well. We'll do TV first, and then we'll go to movies. Okay. TV series drama. Just talked about a succession one. Um, we both would have liked to seen it go to the morning show. Um, although part of me is a little bit like F Tim Cook, <laughs> you know, kind of didn't want it to go to him because he's like always wins. Well, he seems you like know? a nice guy. Yeah, it's just I have nothing against him. It's just it's the same thought behind Disney Plus, which is this big corporate organization trying to break into whatever's new, mm-hmm. but you know, streaming and stuff like that, and it's just kind of annoying to see. I don't mind it too much. I mean, it's cool. It's a bunch of new content. Yeah. It's just like, that would be a big ego boost for someone who doesn't need it. Mm. Um, Interesting. What about TV series, musical, or comedy? I, I wanted the Kaminsky Method to win because Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin are yeah, great and what, in that. Yeah, and that's what I voted for, too. But uh, um, I believe Fleabag. Fleabag, Fleabag won. Which I haven't seen, so I have no basis. We haven't seen a lot of these. Yeah. I've been really trying to catch up. but It's easier to see all the movies and all the TV shows. 
Yeah, well, because it takes time ten times as long to yeah. watch a TV series. Uh, actor yeah. in a drama, I thought it was going to go to Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones. Went to Brian Cox, Brian Cox for Succession. Brian Cox. He was uh, the professor in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Who did you guess? Was no, no, he wasn't. That was Skarsgård. Who did you guess? Uh, Kit Harrington. Okay, I guessed Rami Malek. Okay. For Mr. Robot. Uh, um. So so far we're all we're we're both zero for zero. Yeah, we're both zero for zero. Actor in a musical or comedy? Uh, I thought it was gonna go to uh, Rami Yusuf, and it went to Rami. It went to Rami Yusuf. You got that one. I voted Paul Rudd. Didn't okay. go to Paul Rudd. Yeah. Actress in a drama. I, I, I put Jennifer Aniston. I put Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. However, it went to Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Which for is, the Crown. That's that's fair. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not too upset. I just had bias. Yeah. Uh, actress, musical, or comedy: Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Fleabag. That's who I yeah. put. No, well, that's and who she won. won. That's yeah. who won. I put Natasha Lyonne. She oh, did not Russian win. Doll. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a solid guess, though. Yeah, that was kind of a guess for me too. But uh, actor, limited series, TV, movie. No, I got this one. I put Russell Crowe. I put Sam Rockwell, Fosse. Yeah. Fosse I just put Russell Crowe because I know a lot of times when they do heavy makeup on an actor and they're, it's really transformative. Yeah, it helps. It really sells it. Yeah, you it know? does. And it, like, a lot of the credit goes to acting when maybe it shouldn't. Mm. Interesting, interesting take. Yeah, like I know the first example that comes to mind, um, The Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman, Winston well, Churchill, no, makeup. Acting, I mean, it, it was, yeah. it was. I just think I was thinking of the makeup, yeah. the, you know, the heavy makeup. Where I it don't was know like, how Gary Oldman mastered that voice. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, Gary Oldman did a really good job in that. It was just yeah. like a lot of the credit does go to the makeup artists yeah. too, though. You know, and I think it might have won best makeup that year. I actually. think it did, and um, that's what a lot of people were talking about. Yeah, was the makeup. So mm-hmm. that's um, where the hype is. Then we got actress, limited series, TV, movie. Michelle Williams. So I that's, who that's who won. So I was three. I have three so far. I took a guess for Helen Mirren. Who she's, is a legend. She's pretty popular in Hollywood, I hear. Yeah, she's Hollywood royalty. Yeah. So um, as of now, I'm three of what, eight? Yeah, I don't know. Well, so there's 25 different total categories between TVs and movies. movies. TVs. Um, so we'll just add up our total score at the end, which we've already done, but we'll reveal it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And the results are shocking. Yeah. The results are shocking. How about actor, supporting actor in I, a TV I, series? I thought I was going to go to the Fonz, Barry. Mm-hmm. I put, uh, I put Stellan Skarsgård. That's who I put. That's who won, right? No, no, I didn't put that. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I put Alan Arkin. Okay, yeah. I, I thought I was going to go to Fonzie. It went to Skarsgård for, Chern- for Chernobyl. Chernobyl won that one. Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. And that's that Stellan Skarsgård is the professor on Goodwill Hunting. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um now actress supporting, supporting actress. I, I had to go with the legend, the goat, Meryl Streep. Paul However, she didn't she didn't win. Um, uh Patricia Arquette won. Patricia Arquette won, yeah. Now I also voted for Meryl Streep. Not because I think she's a legend, but because she is everyone a else legend. does. Why do you not think she's a legend? I just a legend? At this point... She's a legend. No, look, well, okay, she's done good stuff. But not, why not, is she not, not a legend? Not debatable. You can, you can agree that she isn't the best of all time, but well, she's a legend. You can't deny here's that. Here's my qualms with her. Yeah. People just idolize her. Because she's a and legend. And it's not well-earned like other people's, I think. I disagree. Like people idolize Wholeheartedly Tom Hanks, disagree. And he's really earned it. Wholeheartedly disagree. 
wholeheartedly. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I just, not even I've, an ounce. Of I've just, I've never seen a statement. performance by Meryl Streep where I'm like, wow. I just never have. Iron Lady, Devil Wears Prada, Mm-mm. August Osage County. Mm-mm. Just I mean, never. I mean, ever like I don't like I watch her and I think how when I'm when I see her in a movie, I think how do they capture this real life person's life? Like everything she does is so realistic. Yeah, I mean, well, she's good, obviously, but like now I do remember her in the post. Yeah. And she was very good in that. Oh, you know I don't like rhetorical questions. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I, I mean, oh, yeah. Come on. I mean. No, uh, it's hypo- hypothetical questions. Sophie's Choice, Kramer versus Kramer, Julie and Julia. I mean, come on. Carson, listen, we got to move on. Come on. I mean, I just. We got to move on. Doubt with Phil Hoffman. Okay. Come on, bro. <laughs> okay. Come on. These are all bangers. All right. She's a legend. Are she's, you happy? She's been, okay. Okay. Are Hold you on, happy? Time out. Before we move on, I just got to say. You can't say what you just said and her being nominated for like 10 million Academy Awards. Well, that's part of my thing. I don't think she's as good as people say she is, but people say she's amazing and everyone idolizes her in Hollywood. And because everyone likes Meryl Streep, they like giving her awards. Disagree. Because she makes fun speeches that get everyone riled up. Just totally disagree. You know, and everyone looks at her like a mother in Hollywood. She's because she's the goat. Well, let's talk about limited series or TV movie. Uh, I, hold, hold on. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me just. Let what, me are you, just what are you doing? What are you doing? We're moving on. She's won three Oscars, okay? Okay. She's been nominated one, two, A three, lot of people four. have won three Oscars. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 times she's been nominated. And and people who've won three Oscars are actually that's not a lot of people, by the way. Really? Denzel's only won two. Phil Hoffman's only won one. Well, I guess we're talking about actors then. Yeah. Actors don't win a lot considering. Three? Three? That's I mean, a lot. there's cinematographers. Well, yeah, but there's like you know there's less of them. And the ones who are good are like great. Really good. Yeah. Um Apparently but, Roger, I just wanted to I just wanted to say I, 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 Carson S. Davis, find a total flaw in Mr. Milder's argument about Meryl Streep. Well, I'm standing by it. So now we can move on. All right. Limited series or TV movie, Chernobyl 1, and that's what I guessed. Uh, I put that was a wild guess. Fosse Verdon. Fosse Verdon. All right. Now let's move on to the fun stuff. Movies. The movies. The pictures. The cinema. Now we'll, we won't start with picture drama. No, let's start from music original song. Okay. Now that went to "I'm Gonna Love Me Again" by Elton John. Yes, that's what I guessed. So Which I, got I thought was kind of cool. I got you that know, one right. Like yeah, he El- wrote the song for his own movie. Yeah, and- Elton John was there. He gave a couple speeches and introduced yeah. a couple of awards, and that was pretty cool. Um, um, I thought it was gonna go to. <laughs> I, I guessed on this one. I thought it was gonna go to Cats. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, Cats is a winning crop. All right, now Thomas, here's for one of your favorites: music original score. This one, I was really rooting for Joker. Yeah, yeah. It was just Hilder. I'm not even going to try to say the last name. <laughs> Do you know it? No, I don't. Hilder. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. The O has a circle on top. The O has two O's on it. <laughs> um, I, I know, but uh, it, went, it, it was up against uh, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Motherless Brooklyn. Motherless Brooklyn was 
directed, produced, starred, and written by Ed Norton. Not yeah. the point, though. See, but. now, whenever they announce the nominees, they play a little yeah. clip yeah. of what it's nominated for. So you did get a taste of all the ones, even the ones I haven't seen. Yeah. And I was really... I was rooting for Joker before. Not only did I think Joker had a better like score, mm-hmm. I thought it had the most impact on the movie. Yeah, well, it yeah. did. They had the score before they started filming. Yeah, and it impacted the performance. Exactly, like, it literally directly impacted it. Mm-hmm. But so I knew the Joker sto- score was amazing. I knew it the first time I saw the movie. It was like it was. I remember it was a thought in my head. I was like, "Wow, yeah, this is amazing." Yeah, I'm this, telling you. I'm telling you right legend. now. I remember Legendary. making this thought in my head. When I saw it, yeah, best score, Oscars, twenty twenty. I I think it's got to. I think it will. Yeah, you know, and then you know, then when they started listing off all the different uh, nominees, and you hear a little clip from it, they're not scores you haven't heard in a million other movies. Makes sense. So I was really going to be upset after that if Joker didn't get it. Yeah, because Joker was very um, eccentric. Sometimes you watch a movie and you don't ever like. Go home, like rem- even remembering the score. No, you know I mean, you're too I, focused on the actors. I the remember, plot. The, I remember the score from probably like eight movies. Yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. I bet Interstellar's one. It is Hans yeah. Zimmer, baby. Yeah, and I bet Theory of Everything is one. It is Johan Johansson. Yep, who died? Rest in peace. Anyways, <laughs> actress supporting. I thought it was gonna go to J Lo for Hustlers because I heard it was great. No, I guess Laura Dern, and she won. She won, and she she deserved that. That was a yeah. great performance. Like I've, she did. I shockingly, I, I'm a big Laura Dern fan, and I've never really like hated her in a movie before. Right. She's a very like lovable actress. Right. But you've never really. But I actually like didn't like her in this in Marriage Story. Yeah. She's like this like kind of yeah, like, but that's that mean yeah, but that was the point. That's yeah, the point. you didn't like her as an actress. You just disliked the character. Yeah, that's, what that I'm was, about. that's exactly yeah. what they were going for. So I mean, she did her job. Yeah, I I, that, I really liked that. I really thought she deserved it too. Now hey. What about a supporting actor? This one, we got a little bit heated about. Supporting actor? Yeah. That's yeah. Okay, hold on. I just let's, let's I just I just want to read the names. Okay. Of who's nominated? Okay. Just read it straight down top to bottom. Actor supporting in a motion picture. Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood as Mister Fred Rogers. Yeah, okay. Man, I mean, get out of here. Anthony Hopkins. Royalty. This is the best lineup I've seen in a long time. Nominated for the two popes as, uh, I think it was Pope uh, John Paul? I think so, yeah. Uh, Anyway, if I'm wrong, I apologize. Uh, Al Pacino for the Irishman as Jimmy Hoffa. That does not come around every day. No. Okay, but hold on. In fact, almost never. You know what what hasn't come around in probably a decade? What? Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. The Irishman. Hasn't been in anything, I feel like, since Home Alone. I swear I think, to God. I think his last movie... Uh, let me look what his last movie was. Yeah, I mean... the It's just... It's a once-in-a-lifetime movie. Oh. You I know? Mean, Even though it's probably... You know, I mean, that, that's actually an incredibly false statement. It's happened twice in a lifetime with Goodfellas. Yeah. Um, was Bob De Niro in that? In what? Goodfellas? Goodfellas? Oh, I don't, yeah. Was of course. he? Yeah. I don't remember him in that. Uh, yeah, he had a big role. I just remember Ray Liotta. Yeah. Um, no, Ray Pesci. Liotta, Pesci, and De Niro were the three. Man. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, my and God. Then, Joe and Pesci then, in and the then, movie? Yeah. Just saying. Uh, yeah. You think I'm funny? Something funny to you? Yeah. I think I'm a clown. I amuse you. 
Uh, <laughs> that whole then, scene was improvised. Yeah. The actor had no idea that was yeah. going on. And, he was uh, genuinely terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the hero was terrified. Joe Pesci. And then we get to Brad Pitt. Then there's Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now he's a good actor. Yeah. But he's he's I, I give him legend status. Yes. But I would say objectively. Okay. Rating not them the all best on actor. the rating them not on who's the better actor. I'm rating them all on who did better in said movie. Mm-hmm. I really don't like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have personally given it to Brad Pitt. No disrespect to Brad Pitt. Me neither. But I just thought I just thought one. Now he like, was he was good once upon a time. Yeah, but we're, he's up against the Irishman. I just thought I I thought Joe Pesci or Tom Hanks would have won because yeah I thought so too. One award shows always love the biopics like when yeah. Denzel did Malcolm, uh, Phil did Capote. You know yeah, Charlie well, Chaplin was Lincoln a couple of years ago. Yeah, Everyone Lincoln loved that. Uh, and then, like, he plays Fred Rogers, America's beloved icon, mm-hmm. and did mm-hmm. phenomenal with it, you know? And then yeah. Joe Pesci. Although, Joe Pesci. That might be one of his most classic roles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was great. I mean, yeah, that was amazing. It's funny that, I, mean, I guess, no, I guess I get it, why they call him a supporting actor. But really, he didn't feel like a supporting actor, and he felt like the star. Yeah. Right next, yeah. To, right, right next to De Niro. Which, which is odd, because De Niro really hasn't been getting any noms. No, Mm-mm. I've noticed that. Now he, he is the Hollywood Roundtable, Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, when is that coming out? By the way, I'll have to get back to you. Okay, on that. Um, he's at that table. Yeah. So usually they've only got nominees at that table. Yeah, true. So maybe the Hollywood Reporter knows the nominees. Yeah, which very fair. You know, um, who chooses the nominees? Well, the academy, the academy does the on academy their, down there on their own. But yeah. then the members Ma- of the yeah, academy yeah. vote for it. Okay. And now there's like thousands of members of the yeah. academy. Yeah. You know, I met a guy who's in the academy. Um, he was a sound design professor at SCAD. Oh, really? Yeah. Wasn't mine, but down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Animated feature. I thought it was going to go to The Lion King just because of the CGI of it. But it yeah, went to Missing not, Link, which I believe was stop motion. I th- I thought it was going to go to Frozen too, but yeah, it did go to Missing Link, and I think that was a, the stop motion one. Um, well, yeah, it's stop know. motion, which makes sense because, I mean, to be fair, I mean, stop motion's probably a bit harder to do. All right, you want to talk about actress, musical, or comedy? Yeah, let's get into it. So I thought it was going to go to Kate Blanchett. Okay. It went to Aquafina, and I guessed. Beanie Feldstein for Booksmart mm. because I've heard nothing but good things about Booksmart. Yeah. Everyone's raving about it. I watched it. You didn't like it too much. Horrible, dude. You thought it was bad? I, I thought it was watch it. I, I don't, don't have it, any basis. I genuinely thought it was bad. Mm. Like, it was hard to finish. I need, I need to watch it because, I mean, I've heard great things. It just felt like a try-hard, <laughs> progressive version of Superbad. Mm. Interesting. You know? But not as bad. Not as or not as I'll like, have to I'll have to not, watch it. not as humorous yeah yeah you know and I can see why girls like it it's like a women empowerment thing but it just you guys y'all can be empowered and like good movies at the same time I'm sorry <laughs> Olivia Wilde keep directing you're gonna get better at it anyways moving on I'm gonna get a lot of shit for that by the way yeah I'm gonna get a lot of shit for yeah, that that's why I've got friends who are massive fans of that movie so. 
So you really Alex, if you're listening, Rachel, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I hated the movie. <laughs> uh, actress in a drama. Moving on. I thought it was gonna go to Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Okay, and I guess Scarlett Johansson. Neither of us got that because it went to Renee Zellweger for Judy. Judy. Hey. Judy. I didn't know they even made a movie about Judy, Gar- Judy Garland. I it was on at uh, the Angelica Film Center in my area. Wow! But I didn't go and see it. Where is that? Because we live in the same area. Yeah, we do. I think it's at um, uh, uh, Legacy Shops at Legacy in Plano. Yeah. Okay. And then there's one in Frisco. Okay. Uh, All right. My, Where are we? I don't remember. Actor, musical, or comedy? Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought it was gonna go to Taron Egerton. If I hopefully I pronounced that right for Rocket Man and it did it did it did, it did. now I did, I guess Daniel Craig for Knives Out because I heard a lot of really good things I want to go that see movie. that I want to yeah. go see that yeah um actor drama this is a big one hold on I'm just gonna do, give do we them wanna, the lineup do we want to come back back to this one you yeah yeah let's go to foreign language film all right now I guess Parasite yeah you got that and that was right you right I I I was kind of an idiot for not picking that but I okay. Didn't get it. Now that now that director said something, so so he didn't speak English, so he had a translator up there. Yeah, but he said something that was really cool, and he said, "If you can get past that one inch tall barrier of subtitles, your world would open up to so many yeah. more great movies." Wow. Yeah, and I was like, "That's really that's really yeah, cool," because really he's cool. right. Yeah. You know, and I've I've I'm guilty. Yeah. If I see a movie that's foreign. A lot of times I'll look over well, it and I'll be like, ah, I don't want to. I don't really feel like reading it right now. Sometimes it's like, uh, one, you don't ever really want to watch a movie that's like voiced over with English because their mouth, yeah, the mouth doesn't it. sync up and it's but distracting. Also, sometimes I feel like with subtitles, regardless of whether it's a foreign language film or a normal movie, or not normal, an English movie, like that, I, you know, that's not, it's not normal. That's yeah. not politically correct. Correct yourself, yeah, pretty quick. But uh, it's it's. Uh, I find myself looking at the words more than the than the cinematography and the actual movie and the right. acting. It takes so away like from it takes the away. visuals of it. Yeah, but also I think if you just learn to kind of, you know, yeah, master that, I think he's right. Yeah, no, I just it, I do feel a little shameful right. sometimes. Hey, Thomas, doing it. the next, the next. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about this one. <laughs> the next one is best screenplay. Now, the re- the recipient of this award hold on, hold on, had a banger speech. Hold on, what did you guess? I guess Quentin. T- no, I guess Steve Zalian. Is, I'm hoping he's saying that right. He wrote The Irishman. What did you guess, son? I guess Quentin Tarantino, but I marked it wrong. Oh. Huh. Well, then that changes our final score, huh? It does. It sure does. Even more interesting. The tables are turning. So I, I, I best original screenplay gave to Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It went to the. Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, his and now, for those speech. of you guys who don't know who Tarantino <laughs> is, well, he's a director and writer at the same time. <clears throat> Impressive. Um, now, this guy, more commonly known, not for his writing and directing, but for being a total headass. <laughs> just, just a weirdo, honestly. Uh, he's, he's a creative now, genius. He's a genius. I'm not... I'm not that, denying hey, that. Hey, that thing you're t- that quip you're telling me yesterday about how in movies he'll give notes and relate it to like some 1936 like yeah, random he, yeah. movie. He directs and some movies. Like Leonardo DiCaprio said he'd have to go back home that night and like mm-hmm. find that movie and watch it just to understand the note. Yeah, that's amazing to me. 
It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. You know what that is? That's an alpha move. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Making like what literally a wasting time. What a boss. Yeah. Um, I mean, he'd do that to every actor, Brad Pitt and Glorious Bastards. But anyways, let's get to the point here because yeah. this is so funny. Should we just should we just reenact it? Here, I'll hey, be Quentin Tarantino. You know, you I've just, got you a just... better idea. Oh, oh. Why don't we react to it? Yeah, <laughs> let's just react to it. All right, I'm going to find this video really quick. Um, Carson, you want to kind of give them a little precursor to what happened? Yeah, okay. So, uh, I think... Uh, who presented the award? Margot Robbie presented the award for best screenplay. As if you've seen the movie, you know that Margot Robbie was in this picture. Uh, so Quentin Tarantino, you know, he gets up, thanks everybody, and then he makes the trek up to the stage, and now you see his acceptance speech. Well, so I hope this comes through the audio. Wow, I can't believe I won over. It's not. Why is it not coming through the audio? Let me connect the Bluetooth really quick. That would okay. Yeah. So I'm running out of things to talk about here. Yeah, without spoiling. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So what I'm going to tell you guys about is the other uh, nominees for best screenplay: uh, Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story, which was a very well written picture; uh, uh, the writers of Parasite, uh, Anthony uh, McCartan, Anthony McCartan for Two Popes, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Steve Zalian for The Irishman. All okay. five of these nominees are bangers, by the way. Okay. Um, sorry, we're having to troubleshoot. Oh, hold on. Here we go. All right. Well, I've got the video pulled up. It's just a matter of making it to where you can hear it. Yeah, because that would be important. All right. Well, hey, would you look at that? We're connected. Success, everybody. All right. So All Quentin right. Tarantino wins Best Screenplay 2020 Golden Globes. Here, Here we, we go. go. Wow. I can't believe I won over Steve It's still yeah. not coming through. Why is it not coming through? We're going to play it on my phone. Jesus. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. I don't. Thomas, um, we're losing viewers now. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Jesus. Um, uh, this is stressful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got to pair my phone. Got to unpair the iPad. Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, God. Carson. How's your morning? Talk about waking up early. Oh, yeah, That's let's talk fun, about that. It? Oh, no, I'm going to tell you guys what I've been up to. So when I get bored, I, I tend to purge my room. So, oh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, yesterday. so yesterday I just like got everything out of, out of my closet. I got everything out of my drawers, desk, shelves, just got it all out of there and just went through everything. The upstair, my, my upstairs at my home is just covered there's just this big mound of clothes that you're gonna I don't, donate it. Yeah, it just you know I have it just I felt very American because I had all this stuff that I never use. Mm-hmm. It made me feel bad, but now it's like nice to know like everything I have is only stuff I use. Yeah. So I guess yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm on my uh, slow trek we'll... to becoming a minimalist. Yeah. All right. Well, I got it pulled up <laughs> on my phone happen. here. I got it pulled up finally. Let's just take a look. So Quentin Tarantino, here we go. I can't believe I won over Steve Zalian. I got to tell you that. I mean, uh, I think it was only Margot giving me the award that was the mojo that pushed it over the edge. Okay. Congratulations. They got a little romance going on. No. I think they do. (laughs) I don't think so. They were, I mean, Margot was, she got her head leaning on him. No, I think one, she's married and he's married. And I think. Well, I don't think that would stop Tarantino. I think it's like a, uh, you know, fatherly, brotherly. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. It just looked a little creepy, to be honest. Dudes. Um, 
This is really lovely. I want to dedicate this award to the Dean of Screenwriters. He has no idea where he's going Robert with this. Bolton. No, he did not plan. And uh, uh, my favorite Can screenwriter I just say, growing up. No one in history has ever dedicated an award to the Dean of Screenwriters. <laughs> no one knew he existed, or she. That made me want to be a screenwriter was John Mullius. And no John, one knows who and that John is. Mullius's hero was Robert Bolt. So no one knows I'm who that is. Back to Mullius. To Bolt. This is this is what right this here, is right what now. him directing you um, would feel like. He'd be lost the entire I'm time. Scorsese. Writing award, and you don't share the script with somebody else. You write it by yourself. Can I don't really have anybody to thank. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> what a boss! <laughs> so badass though. But this time. I kind of don't have anyone to thank. More yeah. than usually I most, <laughs> I had a fantastic cast. And it's not just the BS fantastic cast. It was a fantastic cast that As if everyone else is a BS fantastic cast. <laughs> yes. had to add a slightly different layer than what was just on the page. Whether it was Leo in the trailer, whether it's uh, uh, Brad having his uh, 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 acid flashback, acid, acid trip, or Margot's just He's all over the place. Goodness. Just the goodness that comes the out goodness. of her that put more goodness in a movie than I've ever been involved in. Okay. Evolved in. And Evolved. Okay, so, no, so listen. Yeah. One, the, I think I, you, the, said, you said Once Upon a Time was an 11 out of 10, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You loved it, yeah. 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 Um, so listen, the irony in this is that he is missing, messing up all these words. He's, it's the best movie he's ever been evolved in. Evolved. Evolved. In, involved. The goodness yeah. in this movie. The, the goodness Margot Robbie brought to this movie. <laughs> the goodness. None of this makes any sense. He's winning the screenwriting award. <laughs> Best writing, dude. This is... It's too much goodness but, is what it is. But, but I got to say, most sometimes you work with a person on an award, but... I don't really have anybody to thank because I did it. I did it. It's the dude. most... Like, it's the biggest flex. Yeah, he's really... He, like, he's literally, like... I did this. I earned this. No one helped me. I yeah. wrote the screenplay by myself in my yeah. basement. Yeah. It's like, okay. That's kind no. of a baller move. It was great. But I wonder if there's a sound bite right here. Just truly goodness. Just right there. <laughs> I, I, I think that is a sound bite. I think that needs to be maybe, a sound Maybe bite. in episode six or seven, you're going to hear a sound bite of it's gonna, Tarantino. It's going to be. Hold on. Wait for it. Uh, uh, acid flashback, acid, acid trip, or Margot's. Just truly goodness. goodness <laughs> Just truly truly goodness. goodness. That, needs, that definitely needs <laughs> to be a be, button. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. All right, let's move on. Classic. Let's move on to director. Mmm. Mmm. Now. Let me let me give you the I'm just gonna give you the movie. No, I'll give now you this the is another tough lineup though. Yeah. Bong Joon Ho, Parasite, Sam. Oh, what is that? Sam Mendes. Mendes, 1917. Todd Phillips, Joker. Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. And Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Now, I thought it was going to go to Parasite. Did you? Okay. Yes. I thought. I know was, you wanted Joker. Uh, yeah. I it was hoping it would go to Todd Phillips for Joker. <laughs> However, Sam Mendes. Stole 1970, the show. 1917 won. And by the way, Thomas and I are going to have to see that movie soon because it, it yeah, swept. It, it did really good last night. Yeah. Um, neither of us had seen it before. Um, 
Honestly, I was upset about that one. Mm. I wanted to see Todd Phillips win. Mm. But at the end of the day, the one I really cared about was Best Actor. For a drama, yeah. Actor in a drama. We had Christian Bale, Ford versus Ferrari. Antonio, Antonio Banderas, Antonio, for Pain and Glory. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. The one and only Joaquin Phoenix. Joker. And Jonathan, Jonathan Price, Price for the two, two popes. popes. Okay, I want to rewind a little bit to your Joker thing just now. <laughs> I did not enjoy that. I, I thought it was kind of cringy, but I, I thought it was funny. It was a little, it, okay. Yeah. Because we I th- we talk about this movie so much. What are we? What is this? Yeah. Episode like what? Four? Five. Five. Five? Yeah, I think we've talked about it. I think we've had In 10 minutes episode. of talking about it every episode. Well, listen up. Here's the deal. Joaquin Phoenix. One. One. Yeah. yeah. And boy, did he give a speech. <laughs> he did. Oh, man. And you know what? The HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press. Yeah. Association. Sorry. Yeah. Forgot the A. Yeah. Um probably hates his guts. Uh, they probably were a little annoyed, but I mean, he's Joaquin Phoenix and he's a boss. So. Half his speech, though, it felt like, was bleeped out. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't even they bleep. Didn't, they didn't even bleep out a word. They bleeped out multiple five, ten seconds. Like a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of had to use context clues to yeah. fill it in. But yeah. what we gathered. What we gathered. This is what we gathered. We gathered that he really... I think I think called he just, out the system. I don't know if he did that like in a uh, negative, like in a. I think angry he, way. I think it was more of like a. I don't want to try and rub it in your face because I want an award kind of deal. Like yeah, he does, I think he just kind of sees through all the this, flashiness. Uh, yeah, and there's there's the the thought which I agree with to an extent that you can't. How can you say? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix did better in Joker than Adam Driver did in Marriage Story when one character is a middle-aged man going through a divorce. Right? It, it is kind of apples and, the and other, oranges. And the other is not even in a realistic world. Right. It is. It is in a realistic right. world. But like, it's not in a real right. town. Well, you, you, know? Know, there, you know, there's a lot of politics behind it. Yeah, too. but you know, it's, it's like, just it's hard. Like, to like you said, Joker's has more of a political statement yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, whereas marriage story was pretty just yeah. Now I get I get the uh, I get the uh, how, how can you rate acting? But I also think people. I mean, there's people. There's a whole industry of rating acting called movie critics. So yeah. obviously there's a way. So I mean, you can rate everything. Yeah, cinematographers. Yeah, directors. But Joaquin Phoenix focus won, pullers, and he had a speech, and it was it was very interesting. So I believe what he said. And don't quote me quote for quote on this. But I believe what he said was, guys, we all know that this is just bullshit to sell ads on TV. <laughs> what a and, boss. And promote our movies. Yeah. Really just cheated it, like called out the whole system yeah. for being bullshit. Yeah. Well, the front end of that was cut out. Yeah. Because I think there's a 10 second delay. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, yeah. That gives them time to edit. Yeah. Um, he did that, and he's, you know, I noticed he's got a lot of anxiety. Because I, I knew he's not good with like press yeah. and stuff like that, because he's always kind of antsy. Yeah. Which honestly, I think is what contributed to the Joker a lot, because mm. he hates talk shows. Mm. And that scene with on the Murray show was yeah. so good. 
think that no, really there helped. was one talk show I saw with. Uh, I think it was Fallon. Mm-hmm. Where he seemed pretty lively. Now, okay, have you ever seen um, well, what's it called? He had this whole stint. He did this live public stunt that nobody knew was just a joke. Mm-hmm. And him mm-hmm. and uh, he Ben Affleck's on. brother, Casey Affleck, yeah, he came on on this as this like extravagant character. This like really like like super like weird character, and it was. He he pretended super cocky and competent. Yeah, and he super pre- yeah he pretended like he was gonna quit acting and become a rapper. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. held like th- concerts were held that real people bought tickets for to see him as the closing act. The most dedication. <laughs> like ever. what a boss. That's so. And good. they made a mockumentary out of it. Yeah. Did yeah. they really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's funny because in that there's a scene or in because he went on the Dave Letterman show. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw and that one. Dave Letterman, Dave Letterman got thought, thought he was walking Phoenix. Like, he thought it was just him. And he got upset with him. Yeah. Because he stuck his gum on the underside of the desk, right? Yeah. And did something disrespectful. Yeah. He was and just then he's like, I don't come in your house and... Yeah. Oh, what did he say? I don't put remember. My, put my shoes on the furniture or something? Yeah. Because he was upset that he was chewing gum yeah. on his show. Yeah. And then he got, like, Joaquin Phoenix took it out and stuck it underneath <laughs> the desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now... At the end of that, uh, he takes his sunglasses off and, like, thanks Dave Letterman. And Joaquin Phoenix said Casey Affleck got mad at Joaquin for taking the sunglasses off because that was part of the character's, like, shtick. And he said because millions of people are going to be watching that and there will be some smart people who know that when you take that off that it was just a character. Yeah. And uh, about a year later, Joaquin Phoenix went back on the... Letterman show and like had to like you know explain it explain the joke yeah yeah Letterman apologize Joaquin is such a legend I love him honestly he's okay when you when we're talking about a person with an iconic filmography yeah really Joaquin has I mean he has I I I I don't know if he's done something that isn't a banger yeah no Gladiator he was the guy with the thumbs down you know you're right you're right you're right (laughs) Um, Joker Master. Walk the Line is Johnny Cash. Yeah, he won an Oscar for Walk the Line. Uh, and he was really Inherent good. Vice. He was really good in that. Her. Her. Um, oh, boy. What else? Oh, he was in Hotel uh, Rwanda? Was he? Yeah. That was a relatively recent one, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he has he has a, he has a filmography. Yeah, well, in everything he's in, he just kills. Yeah, he's he does. He's so good at he it. He does. He's so good. But, you know, I think skill of that level comes at a cost and i think that cost is your social skills Mm. you know because you'll notice a lot of the greats not all of them but a lot of them are kind of awkward shy you know reserved even which is kind of not what typically what you would think of when you think of an actor you kind of think of an extrovert loud proud you know Mm -hmm. But a lot of the greats, like, um, oh, who else is like Philip that? Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was thinking about that, but I, I needed your confirmation. Cause I didn't He's wanna, a legend. I don't want to say something wrong about P.S. Hoffman. He, if um, you, I'm sure if you've gotten this far on the podcast, you know my fascination for the goat. Hey, you know, I got a little sidebar for you. Yeah. What is your thought on his performance in The Hunger Games? I thought it was good. Now, here's, here's the interesting thing about Phil Hoffman. Well, what did you think about him taking the role? This, uh, this is what this quip is about. Okay. So, uh, Phil Hoffman, uh, rest in peace to the legend. Uh, 
Rest, he, rest his soul. He was. Uh, he loved. He loved the original. What he called the original form of acting, and that's the theater. He loved it. That was his first passion. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would do a Broadway show very frequently, like every two, three years, like very, very frequently. And it takes a year to get those things off the ground and running. So like that's you're pretty much going on a Broadway show yeah. all the time. And uh, like he did uh, True West with John C. Riley. He did Death of Salesman. He did Jack Goes Boating. Anyway, John C. Uh, Riley's an bro- interesting character. Yeah, he's classically trained. <laughs> <laughs> he is like Shakespearean, like really? trained, and he does those. Yeah. Step Brothers. Uh, he said, because Broadway, you know, it costs a lot to get those shows up and running, mm-hmm. and it's not, it doesn't pay, it pays a bunch, it pays right. a buttload of money, yeah. but it doesn't pay like uh, action movie, it doesn't pay Robert Downey Jr. movie, movie Avengers. Movie. Yeah. Movie money. Uh, so he said he'll occasionally, he said, I'll, I'll occasionally take uh, the big blockbuster movies as like a supporting role just to have, to get a paycheck. Really? So, so that he can, that's what it so was. That, so that he can afford to put the money into the production yeah. of his well, show on Broadway. I respect that a lot. Yeah. I respect that. And he said he doesn't just pick any action movie, he has to like it. Yeah. You yeah. gotta have some standards, yeah. you know, or else your career. And is Hunger Games was a good action movie. It, it had a good political message too. It did. It did. Um But uh yeah, he was also, also Julie, kind of Jennifer Lawrence's Julianne breakout Moore. role. Yeah, Julianne Moore was in Hunger Games. That's true. It did have a good cast. Yeah, didn't it? it really did. It really did. Yeah. Um, well, um, wow, Joaquin Phoenix is only five eight. Really? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. two inches shorter than me. Yeah. Well, wow, the screen can really. Now I now I look at him like a younger brother, <laughs> rather than a weird uncle. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. We have best picture to go over, right? And best picture, music or comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah. And then we're going to get to and tell yeah. you a little bit about it. Don't F with cats. Don't F with cats. Oh, I'm excited. So picture, musical or comedy, Dolomite Is My Name, Netflix, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocket Man. Thomas, who won? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. No, it didn't. Who won? Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, it won. Never mind. I apologize. I'm wrong. <laughs> I thought Rocket Man. No, I, I marked Rocket Man, but once upon a time, I circled all the ones that won, and then the, yeah. I checked the ones that I yeah. guessed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Best Picture Drama. Nineteen Seventeen. That's who won. Nineteen Seventeen won. And that was it a real out shock. Joker, Marriage Story, Irishman. And that was a folks. real shock. I really thought that would go to the Irishman. But again, I can't complain because I have no basis. I haven't so seen. So we got to go see that. So we'll get back to you guys. Uh, not next week. Probably the week after. The week. The week after, because this next week, um, I'll be out of town. Yeah. And so we actually recorded our first episode of Real, Real Talk, Talk Shorts. Real Talk Shorts. A new sub-series, I would like to call it. Yeah. Mini-series. 30 minutes. It's a short podcast for those of you who don't have the time to listen to a 90-minute podcast. And it's visual. It will most likely be a visual. <laughs> most likely. Yes. Um... Meaning, there's video content to go along with it. Um, so since it is as short as thirty minutes, but it's it, it's just going to be a genuine conversation, unscripted. I mean, yeah. this isn't scripted, but it, we do have an outline hey, to hey, keep us on hey, track. Hey, hey, you know what this is? This is real talk. It's a real talk. Hey, you're listening to real talk. Hey, you already there we know. Go. You already know. Listen, um, no, real talk shorts. I mean, we've had some people say that they can't listen to the full ni- ninety minutes, which they is fair. We get yeah. it. It's yeah. hard to find time. Yeah. 
I just, you know, when we made this, we thought that 90 minutes would be a good... And I still stand by that choice, by the way. No, I think 90 I, minutes is... I agree. I agree. Because, you know, I spent five months of my life commuting back and forth between yeah. Dallas and Houston. So I spent a lot of time in the car. Yeah. Three-hour drives. So I'd go through two podcasts a drive, probably. Yeah. You know? Or I'd split it 50-50 podcast. One yeah. podcast and then music for an hour and a half, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I didn't... Uh, Listen to a lot of podcasts that so, way. So we will still have the 90-minute shows yep. for those of you making those kinds of commutes. Yep. Or just have the time to listen to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of you who don't have, can't find the time, we've got a new series, Real Talk Shorts, 30-minute um, episodes. Um, we hope to be pushing them out Friday evenings, just a little kickoff to your weekend there. So now we've got our bases covered for early in the week. You can listen to it on your way to work, stuff like that. While you're at work, even don't tell your boss. <laughs> um, and then you got one for the weekend. Well, short one for the weekend because I know y'all are busy on the weekends, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You know, I and you're busy doing it. Y'all are busy people. Y'all are living your own lives. <laughs> um, I right, here we so go. Yeah, real so, talk shorts. So, we'll replace just this week. Yeah, we'll replace episode six. Yeah. Um, we'll still have episode six, but it won't be until the following week. Yeah, because uh, Tom's going on a little hiatus. Yeah. yeah. Well, not. Because I need a vacation, just just because family yeah. vacation. Yeah, got it. Got to join. Got to join. Hey, no disrespect. No, I hope you have no. fun. We're going skiing. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that exciting? I love skiing, <laughs> and that's not sarcastic. I really do love really? skiing. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So, what was your score for the ballot? Okay, my score was there was twenty five categories, and I got six, which I think amounts to a twenty four percent. I got one, two, three, four. Well, we we tied last night, and then you realized today that you got an additional one. I got one, seven, so you got seven. seven. Yeah, um, so Carson, you won. Yeah, I did one, uh, and I did win. Now, yeah, well, here's p- what I'm going to tell you, audience. This is uh, so we just got this. This is obviously our Golden Globes episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I got to warn you. Okay, we are in the midst of a and an, uh, we are in the midst of an awards season. Okay. I don't know if y'all have heard of that. It's this little award show. Yeah. So it's called the Academy Awards. There's, there's the SAG Awards coming up. There's the Academy Awards coming up. So we're gonna have a few more shows with ballots. So right. So if you don't if you don't like award season, oh, I, I have to apologize. You know what? That reminds me, an important note. We try to keep, we try to stay up to date and do these podcasts while about things that are currently relevant. Yeah. Well, Oscar nominations are announced on January 13th, and that's the Monday that I get back, so yeah. I'm not sure if we'll be able to record an episode about that that soon. Yeah. So you might not hear about Oscar nominations until from us. Until the Oscar show. Well, until the week following, which I think will be the 21st, okay, yeah. right, if I'm right, not mistaken. Right. So the next show will probably be SAG Awards. Would it? Yeah, because the SAG Awards is the 19th. Okay. Or the next. Well, okay. Next, the following show after the next one listen guys we'll just we'll, anyway, fi- we'll figure hey, this hey, out on hey, our own time yeah we'll get this hey we'll post updates on social just just trust us we'll get it figured out we'll get it figured out y'all won't miss it yeah we'll talk about the oscars hey. there will be a very special oscars episode yeah you already know um and we'll do the same thing for that like we did with the golden gold we cast our ballot in an episode and then later when the award show comes around we talk about it and we react to it because i have a feeling that the oscars this year is going to be a good show yeah me too i got a feeling about this one all right now it is we, we got, got it. we got to do it to him we got it one out we got 20 minutes left all right we'll see if that's enough time now uh 
Let's see what we got. The here. other day, Carson recommended me, and we talked about this at the top of the show. Now I got I got to give. I didn't find this on my own. My father recommended this to me. So this is a exclusive recommendation from the father of Carson S. Davis. <laughs> it's your boy. It's your man. <laughs> Now, Carson's dad. This is called, oh, Jesus. That? My phone's still connected. I apologize, guys. Now, uh, okay. So what we got here, little Netflix. Three-part limited, limited series. series. Crime documentary. As you put it, Don't, like no other. Like no other. Don't F with cats. Really? Like you, you, you described it as edge of your seat the entire time? Yeah, my heart was and racing the entire time. You really are. Yeah. Like I'm not even now, exaggerating. Now, I, I got to say this, Thomas, before we both get into it. This... The directing of this is so spectacular, and the way they place, oh. the way they, the way they edit, the, the way they edit this together. I don't want to spoil a lot because yeah. it's just one of those things you got to watch. You got, yeah. And I no, feel like it's we, just disrespectful. Don't want to take away, to take from away it from somebody. The masterful direction and editing. Oh god! I mean this this movie here or this limited docu series was spectacular. It was amazing. It was amazing. I was a little hesitant going into it. So the that, premise of this. Uh, it kind of it's interesting because most you know, you know most uh, crime series, especially dealing with like murder and whatnot, it's normally told from the murderer's perspective, right. or or his story, his or their his yeah. or her story. Well, this one this one was told from a from a perspective you would never of think internet of. Internet sleuths. Yes, these so, people found him on the internet. Let me let me explain kind of the basis of yeah. the story and what the docu series yeah. is about. Now, back in I think it was 2012, mm-hmm. in the in the two years prior, um, a video was posted online that went viral, and you know viral in 2012 is different than viral now. Everything's viral now. Went viral in 2012, and this guy had posted a video of him. It's very gruesome, by yeah, the way. So yeah, like if you uh, have, it doesn't show anything bad, but if you, it's yeah, uh, warning. Graphic content ahead, um, potentially for for if you're a sensitive listener. Um, listen, video went viral called Two Cats One Vacuum," and it was just a guy who put two poor kittens in a vacuum seal bag and then sealed the bag. Yeah, Horrible, that's messed up. Well, this went viral, and then a Facebook group was started to catch this guy. Yeah, because I mean. Rule zero of the internet, as they'll say in the first minute of the show. Rule zero of the internet. Don't F with cats. Hence the name. Hence the name. There we go. Um, so this guy F with cats. And no one liked that. And so, long story short, without spoiling anything, this dude... Uh, well, it is a true story. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's just you can't spoil the whole thing. It's right. Just but you, can, you can talk about what, yeah. he, what he did. So eventually, like, so he posts a few more of these cat videos. Well... As you know from other crime documentaries, like the Ted Bundy tapes, all serial killers, or most serial killers, should I say, start with, with animals. animals. So this eventually escalated from animals, and he never, so it was cats, and he had three cat videos, I think. Mm-hmm. And a dog. And then there was a dog, and then weeks go by, yeah. nothing. Where Nothing. all of a sudden there was a video of a guy. Yeah. And there was a person this time. And the video was called, I think, One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. And I'm not going to go into what happens. You can get the idea. Yeah. 
um, gruesome. Very, very disturbing. Gruesome, but very point, disturbing stuff. The um, reason I didn't like this uh, documentary, obviously, for what happened. But no. the reason I like this documentary so much was of how this dude was caught. Yeah. That's what was the that was what was put you on the edge yeah. of your seat. And I want to talk about it. Yeah. I want to talk about it, but I will if we say, talk about it, yeah. it really would ruin it. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Go and watch it. Next episode we'll get a little bit more into it. We'll talk like in the depth last 10 about minutes. it. Yeah. And if you if you haven't watched it by that point, like we just don't listen to it. The well, end. then this is your warning. Yeah. All this right? is this is your warning. All right, but here's the thing. So all 20 of you better go watch Don't F with Cats. <laughs> uh, now, here's the thing. Uh, the way... Okay, so the reason this was so interesting was because people online, a group of p- online people like under a- aliases and pseudonyms mm-hmm. found this dude just from like extensive research of photos he they posted were, years it ago. It was really a whole vigilante team of like detectives on a Facebook group um, of like 8,000 people at yeah. first. Yeah. Eventually grew to around 15,000, I believe. 15,000 yeah. people were really dedicated to finding this guy and they were sharing their research on there and like they were really, like, really putting in work. Yeah. Two, they did this for two years. Yeah, for two years. Two years. And then they originally thought, like, they're, oh, I'll just do this for two days, get my mind off of things, right? Yeah. Turned into a two-year thing. They eventually caught the guy, but it's not, I mean, everyone, everyone gets caught. That's not a spoiler. They did eventually catch the guy, but it's not the fact that they caught them that was interesting was how they caught him. That, yeah. Because yeah. this guy, serial killers are kind of known for wanting to be known Yeah. for their genius. Right? Yeah. And, you know, like all the thought that they put into it and their process and stuff like that. Like, because people are naturally morbidly curious. Yeah, whether, whether that would we, make wh- sense. Whether we want to talk about it or not, everyone is curious, morbidly curious in some way. Mm. Right? You know, everyone kind of wonders about some of these things. Yeah, hence why this, this genre is so popular right now. Right. You know, I mean, the Ted Bundy tapes came out a couple years ago, and that was the most popular... Um, documentary of 2018, I think. Really? Yeah. It was? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people love this stuff. And if you love, if you, if you do like this stuff. This is totally for you. It's for you. You'll love it. Um, it was really amazing the way that they crafted such an incredible story. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was just phenomenal in the, in the sense of the directing. And it was phenomenal in the sense of the overall, uh, yeah. Because more so than narrative, documentaries are really made in the edit. Yeah, of right? course. Well, because most movies are too, but there's there's not as much acting. there's not as much writing or specific writing. Yeah, that goes into a documentary because a lot of times you're using found footage. You yeah. know, you're using stock footage. Yeah. You know, news clips. You know, a lot of the stuff you don't have to um, shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, and. A lot of times you find out when you're doing those interviews, you find out another piece of information that could have been more interesting than what you originally had. Yeah. You know, so then you alter it and stuff. And then so really, and I've heard this said a lot before for narrative and documentary, the editing process is the final rewrite Mm. because you got dozens of rewrites leading up. Like even in production, you're changing things. Yeah. Well, the edit's the final rewrite. And then this, the director you could tell was there for every cut they made on this movie. 
because you know, it's the, mm-hmm. the it's the way it comes together. It it's a, just a cohesive masterpiece. Like it, 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 they sprinkle these little breadcrumbs of like close-ups and stuff that you don't think is relevant when you watch it. Yeah, and at the end, everything falls it into place. It all comes together. It all falls into place, and just you see trust the whole us picture. And just go and watch it, and it really like it's just masterful. Yeah, how it came together. And it's just shocking that it really happened. I mean, it's totally no. It's a it's absurd. Yeah, and it's, it's a shame. It, it's and it was good that they there was a solid there's a good portion of one of the episodes where they talk about you know the victim. Yeah, and that never happens. Right. Well, and there was a call to action at the end, which yeah. was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, because you know a lot of day. I mean, you see murders on the news all the time now. Yeah. It's not a. It's not like an uncommon thing these yeah. days. You know, it's almost day, to the point where people are desensitized. Every day you see it. And how often, you know, I mean, well, I, can, you know, I could ask you right now. You know, you don't have to answer, but that's more of a rhetorical question. Um, how many names or faces do you remember of the shooters versus how many victims could you name? Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. And that's they not, glorify it. Yeah. You don't hear, you don't hear the names. No, you don't. They talk about the shooter because that's what, you know, yeah. mean, at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, everyone's curious about him or her. Well, yeah, because, I mean, like, normal people living their daily lives isn't what caused that terrific thing to happen. No. You know? No. It's it's extreme circumstances. But I did like how they, they, talk, they talked about the guy. Yeah, who they was, did. Who was killed? And they how did, they and, gave that, him. and I'll say that that is what they ended with, yeah. talking about him, and saying that we should talk about them and not do what they did. Yeah, and they literally at one point they broke the fourth wall. Yeah, they sure did. And they, they pulled said, a "Little Mister Rogers." They said, "You're sitting here watching a watching a three hour documentary about this killer. Well, what about the victim? Yeah, you know. Yeah, think sure about the did. victim, they not sure the did. killer." Yeah. Which, in a sense, might be a little hypocritical. Yeah. You did make a three-hour documentary about yeah. the killer. Yeah. You know, did. with maybe 30 minutes but on I the mean, victim. But I mean, as terrible as this sounds to say, no one, I mean, no one's going to watch a three-hour documentary about... A victim. The victim. They would in extreme circumstances. Like, like, you know, they made the movie about, like, the Boston bombing, you know, Patriot, well, yeah, Patriots yeah. Day, stuff like that. But even then, that was about catching the killer. Yeah, no, I'm not saying like you have to the 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 victim should be glorified and remembered and loved as way more than the yeah. kill than the killer is. At the end but, of the day, it comes down to what image are we imposing on whoever is. But in I th- it. yeah, but I think also you have to uh, not glorify. You should never do that. But rem- remember the actions of the killer to prevent further. If you don't know, if you don't learn history, it'll it will repeat itself. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, and honestly, that's becoming more and more true every single day. Yeah. Where there's a mass shooting today, and there's another one tomorrow. What did we learn? Nothing. Yeah. True. Well, no one's paying attention. So true. Uh, yeah, guys, I would just say that I'd highly recommend "Don't F with Cats." Um, definitely got to go watch it because in the next episode, well, episode six when yeah. that airs, yeah, which is about two weeks. In two weeks. Um, we're going to really talk about some details. Oh, yeah. All right, so spoiler alert now, and we'll give you another spoiler alert. And you got two weeks to watch three hours. Yeah. You can find time. Yeah. All right, you lazy son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. All right, All you got to do is watch 12 minutes a day for the next two weeks, and you'll have it done.
I don't recommend doing that. No. <laughs> no. At least just watch one episode at a time. It's yeah. an hour. Yeah. You can find an hour. Yeah. You know, watch it before bed. Yeah. Or Come don't on. if you're just no, pr- Yeah, you might not want to. If you're actually. prone to nightmares, don't watch it before bed. Yeah. And also, don't go searching for the videos that they show in the thing. Just Thomas don't. made a rookie mistake. Just don't do it, all right? Yeah, I, I did get too curious. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that, Thomas. And go off and look for one of the videos and yeah. I found it. Yeah, you don't want to do Which that. was a mistake. Don't That's watch disturbing. it. That's disturbing. Don't watch all right. it. Anyway. F, F me up. The the point of recommending this isn't because of the gruesomeness. It's because of the the genius of people on the internet. And now, the storytelling behind yeah. it and how they, how they told the story. Now. We're not trying to glorify anything. We're not glorifying anything. Now, here's the thing. Going into a different topic. All right. End of episode five. Mm-hmm. Recommendation of the week. Thomas, what you got? Well, Carson, when you got me on the morning show. Oh, yeah. I Apple had, T- I, shout out Apple TV Plus. I had to get the Apple TV Plus seven-day free trial. And I watched it in that seven days. Yeah. Because I said, I'll just cancel it afterwards. Yeah. You know? Well, then I noticed Apple TV has got some interesting looking series It's got some on bangers. Um, like Servant, the M. Night Shyamalan one is on my list. Yeah. Um, with the baby. I know they got a truth be truth be told with Octavia Spencer Octavia and Spencer. Uh, Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple things on there that I like to watch, and so I'm sorry if you don't have access to it, but you know I'd highly recommend it. If you're paying for Disney Plus, cancel it and get Apple TV <laughs> because the shows are better, you know. And Disney Plus is nothing you haven't seen before already. Honestly, it isn't. It's just a bunch of archive. Um, fair, fair point. With like four original series that aren't as good as the Morning Show. Or what I'm about to recommend, For All Mankind, an Apple TV Plus original series. Really good. Okay, so basically the concept behind this is it's an alternate history. Okay. So in 1969, when we put the first man on the moon, the the, the twist is, well, what if the Russians were first? Wow. So the okay. first man on the moon was I'm Russian. I'm interested. Was Russian. And what it is that? go over well. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so, first man on the moon was Russian. Yep. Well, at that point, you know, the United States hasn't given up. No. So the space race continues, you know, because really the space race ended when we put the first man on the moon. Yeah. Well, the space race continues, and they end up, uh, you know, they're trying to find ice and all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to get like a military base and you know, militarize the. The yeah. moon and all this ridiculous stuff, and it's just, it's, it's fascinating. Okay, because they really do go in depth on the, um, on the concept of it, and yeah. really, really thinking of what could have happened yeah. if the space race had never stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, because really, we just sat sat here for, I mean, some, uh, nearly forty years without yeah. doing anything. You know, until recently with SpaceX and all that stuff. Imagine if we never stopped. We were going as hard as we were in the ten years in wow. the sixties. Yeah, you know that would imagine be crazy. if we never stopped. Yeah, where we where we would be now. I mean, all the yeah. think the, about all the all the technology that came out of the space race. Oh, for God. for every Velcro, day. <laughs> Velcro, um, even like the technology in your key fob. Yeah, you know they say there's more technology in your pocket right and now there than was. there was to yeah. put a man on the moon. Yeah, and this guy. It was like some NASA mission control guy. Yeah. I think, I think he was the flight director. Yeah. Said, he said that. And he's not talking about your phone, talking about your key fob. Wow. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's Something insane. so simple. That's insane. Yeah. Well, think about the technology now that we're using. So is this, is this, is this series, uh, 
like actors or is it like kind of a narrative documentary or what is it? Well, it's a narrative. Okay. So it's, yeah, it is actors. Um, it's written. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not a documentary because it's not true events. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and you know, I'm glad to an extent it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Ameri- America for the win. <laughs> but at the same time, get it together. I mean, you're wearing an Apollo t-shirt right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing a Snoopy t-shirt. Yeah. Um, guys, like, hey, Elon Musk, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> NASA, if you're listening, get your shit together, guys. We got to go back to the moon. Hey, what it are costs you doing? a lot of money. Yeah. So? <laughs> the government has a lot of money. Well, they don't, but they're just giving it to them anyways. <laughs> well, uh, anyways, let's go, into my, the point. let's go into my rec- What's your recommendation, recommendation Carson? All right. Hold on. This week? Let me, let me recap mine. For All Mankind, Apple TV Plus, Thomas's recommendation of the week, episode 5, 2020. Here we go. All Carson, right. what's your recommendation? My first recommendation of 2020. All right. I'm throwing a classic at you. Okay. 1999. Let me make sure I got that right. It's on. They recently added it to Netflix. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's a yes. It's a nineteen. So you all can watch this. I know you all have Netflix. Yeah, yeah, or have a way to get to Netflix. Okay, it's based off a nineteen fifties novel, I believe. Uh, nineteen ninety nine American psychological thriller film. Okay, an, an adaptation of the nineteen fifty five novel of the same name, The Talented Mister Ripley. Okay. Okay. I think you talked to me about this yesterday. I'm giving this certified. High, it's a strong picture and possibly a cinematic motion picture. Wow. Okay. It's, it is a banger. Okay. Total banger. So what's up there with like Jaws? Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, this right here is a banger. Let me just give you, let me just give you the, the cast. Okay. Okay. They start out with Matt Damon as the lead. Mr. Ripley. Mm-hmm. Okay. Legend. Okay. Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Legend. Yeah, Jude good. Law. Legend. Legend. Kate Blanchett. Legend. They got uh, Philip Baker Hall. Famous, famous actor. Great. Okay. Not a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Okay. Yeah. He didn't say legend for that right. one, so I didn't but, know. And then, you know, they got Jack Davenport. Uh, and then I'm going to give you, in a supporting role, the, who do you think I'm about to say? The Hoffman, the Philip oh. Seymour Hoffman. Okay, he plays a great role in this. Okay, this is about is set in the fifties about a uh, man who falls in love with the luxury lifestyle and will do anything to keep it. Okay, I urge you all to watch this. Big twist, <laughs> beautiful cinematography, beautiful set, and most of all. Wondrous acting. Yeah, it sounds like an incredible cast. Yes. And uh, if you go and watch it, you know, send us... Oh, yeah, by the way, totally non separate. That's the end of my recommendation. Talented Mr. Ripley. And that wraps up, wraps up recommendation of the week. Yes, there we go. But let me just say this. We have an email. We do have an email, don't so, we? So, like, send some topics, because we're having to do all this work. We don't want to do that. Yeah, why would we do... <laughs> why no. would we Why would we invest energy into this? No, 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 no. But all, in all seriousness, we would actually love to have a conversation with people who do listen. Yeah. So if you've got a comment or you've got a recommendation of the week... Email us. Email us. It's, it's, in, it's in the description below. You can... You know what? And you know what? Soon? What? We might be taking calls. Mm. Wow. You know? Or how about this? How about instead of calls, 
You can submit, email us. Or tweet us. Email us, tweet us, anything. Ask us a question. We'll talk about it, a topic, anything. Um, it'll be great. Let's start a conversation, guys. Yeah. So if you want to, we want to interact with you. Listen up, our huge audience. Listen up, all twenty of you. All two of you. Twenty, twenty. It's gone down progressively this episode. You really? S- you started with fifty. I said twenty. Now we're at two. <laughs> so, uh, and that's probably accurate to who's listening right now. Yeah, <laughs> probably started with fifty. Twenty in the middle. Got about two, two hanging the in there. Yeah. Thank you. If hey, you're listening right now. Shout out to you two. Yeah. And hey, Podman 8. Podman 8. We love you. <laughs> wouldn't be a real talk without Podman 8. Hey, we wouldn't be here without Podman. You know who we got to get on real talk? Podman. Podman. Hey, yo, Podman, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, hey. Hit us up with another review. Hey, give us a call. Le- leave a review. Yeah. Podman 8 and say, I want to be on the show. Yeah. And we'll get in contact we'll pay, with you. Hey. I promise. Let you. our people get in touch with your people. All right. Well. That about wraps it up for uh, Real Talk, episode five. Episode five. Golden Globes were amazing. Uh, Don't F with Cats, amazing. Um, Shrek, amazing. <laughs> um, that's a quick recap of this episode. Um, guys, before we go, just remember, email us. That's real, R-E-E-L dot T-L-K dot podcast at gmail.com. Gmail. And if you want to hit us up on social media, we got a Twitter and Instagram, both the same handle. That's real, R-E-E-L-T-L-K underscore podcast. That's Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can become a supporter on Anchor and help us do the show. Um, it would really mean a lot to us. Um, little as 99 cents a month. You can go it's up brought to, to you by you. And you can go up to $10, $10 a month if, yeah. you, want, if, you, want, yeah. if you want to be a yeah. baller yeah. like that. You don't have to. You, you don't, don't have, have to. to. Yeah. But you could. Yeah, you definitely and could. And we'd love you forever yeah. if you did. Um, guys, that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and as we, always, we will see you next week for our first episode of Real Talk Shorts. You're listening to Real Talk. <laughs>